0: The sucker's going up. Welcome back, everyone, to the Playing Footsie Podcast. Um, sorry my voice is a little bit heavy. I've I've, uh, I've been very busy this week. A uh, bit of traveling. So uh, my voice is, is taking a bit of a hit doing this. Um, but hopefully I can... I can soothe you through the week, uh, or through the weekend right now with my chocolatey voice uh, melting in your ears. Uh, this week we have uh, Steve W and Steve D on the podcast, uh, as usual, and we're going to talk to you about stocks and the stock market this week. Um, uh, there's obviously been loads going on, which I've barely been able to keep up, up with. Um, guys, how you been this week, and uh, what's uh, the stock market been like
1: for you? I'm sorry, I should go first on this. I couldn't hear you with all the melted chocolate in my ears. Um, Yeah, this week has been... (laughs) (laughs) This week's been interesting uh, for me. Uh, So as I mentioned on the podcast a few weeks ago... I'm expecting a baby in June, and I've had the 20-week scan, which is the fun one where you get to find out the sex of your baby, uh, if it's in a position that you can see. Mine was in a position to see. So for the benefit of everybody watching on YouTube, and for the benefit of everyone now watching on Spotify, more on that story in a moment, uh, I'm having one of these. Uh, and for the benefit of everyone listening on oh, some I... or other uh, podcasting <laughs> service, I'm having a boy. <laughs> so, uh, very excited, um, hey. looking forward to it very much. I've celebrated this in the markets.
0: Oh, we should have done, mm. go on, sorry, sorry. Our, our connection's a little bit off, so I'm, I'm not seeing you very well uh, at the moment, but we should have done a nice big gender reveal. You'd have, you'd have gone viral, we'd have squirted pink and blue everywhere, and uh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, wait, wait till you watch this back, oh, Paul. Yeah. Oh, right. Steven's just spliced a GIF in there for me with a nice <laughs> big gender reveal thing. That's <laughs> um, uh, what we're doing, right. Paul. That's I what the clicky fingers I was. See,
0: see. Yeah, sorry, I'm a little yeah. bit behind. My connection's really bad. Uh, right.
1: I've celebrated this fact in the markets by uh, buying Meta Platforms after its earnings, so that went down quite a lot. Uh, lots of people have talked about their earnings and the kind of upshot of that and working out whether it's a buy or not i have it marked as a decent buyer here so i have uh bought this we'll go into more details on it another time if anyone wants us to but yeah that's what i've been doing in markets interesting cool
2: congratulations steve
1: congratulations
2: um I, i know you've already said it but i'll say it live as well just so people don't think i'm heartless um (laughs) I've had a pretty decent week, as you could probably see behind me, and uh, you may be able to see if you're on Spotify too, because we've joined the video beta. Um, My wall is now blue. It was white before then, um, which means I had to change all my white balance in, because I look like a Simpson, Um, or or like I had jaundice, I suppose, which is equally not as nice. Um, Markets have (laughs) been really good to me. Uh, Even today, I'm nowhere near as bad as... uh, as the the Nasdaq and the S and P, uh, we're recording this obviously on a Thursday night. Um, market's looking a little bit a little bit sketchy after um, the, the Fed have uh, announced that they're going to do a rate rise, and then one of them's gone a little bit renegade and announced he wants to do it in one uh, percent increases, which is. Uh, so which just scared the tails out of everybody so it's interesting we're all long-term investors here so we don't really care about rate rises uh, and we would encourage you probably not to as well um so we won't touch on that too much but paul have you had a good week
0: um i think it has my my portfolio has lost value uh, overall uh but in general some of the stocks that were getting beaten last week have uh, heavily recovered probably some of the stocks that we're probably going to talk about a bit later as well um but yeah it's looking looking quite good I, was, I think i said to you guys on the chat the other day if it keeps going up like this i could have 50 grand in my account by by april with all the uh additions that i've got planned to to go in so i'm looking really good i'm kind of liking it i just feel a bit It's it's about the feeling in the market right now isn't it it's about what i know with the rate rises we've lost about two percent today and i know we shouldn't look at rate rises but it's it's it is still and i'm sure a lot of people are feeling out there that that it is still very strange to keep putting into the market when it feels at such a volatile period and uh, we just don't know what others are thinking and everyone seems to be looking at each other right now they f- it feels like anyway everyone goes who's going to blink first and is the NASDAQ going to go down based on this? And should I put in any money? I think that's what the market's feeling right now. I don't, I don't necessarily th- feel like it's, uh, it's in a selling position, as in people are shit scared of selling. But I think they're shit scared of buying right now, and I, I feel like that's why there's a lot of volatility in the market compared to, as in there's just less buying compared to. I suppose we could look at this through volume, but and I, and I haven't looked at that through volume. But it feels like there's less buying than selling rather than loads of selling and no buying sort of thing so yeah it, it, and i'm feeling that myself so i'm just i feel like i should be timing the market because it f- should feel right but um yeah there's uh, it's, it's all going steady right now i'm just waiting for the crash i'm just i'm just bracing I, that's why i feel like i'm doing them uh, i feel like i'm bracing for a crash right now but we've got a lot to go on today uh, as uh, as uh we've got steve d we're going to play a game apparently this one's really good so uh, he typed this one up um we're going to talk about earnings again because we've got some of our favorite stocks that had earnings and uh there's been some interesting and quite funny um stock market news particularly in the uk as well which we'll probably cover at the same time but first uh because next year uh uh, we have a big bill to try and keep this podcast running uh, lots of you have been donating and thank you so so much for that uh a lot of people have really been uh buying the coffee and and buying merch as well which has really boosted us up and we're able to now afford uh uh, our registration next week uh, next week, next year, but also uh, we need to do an advert as well for Genuine Impact who have kindly donated the uh, quite a big chunk towards that, so Steve W might have something written for Genuine Impact, uh, cool. take it so, away
1: So I thought this week I'd maybe build a little game into our ad read this time, there's only one question, uh, Paul you're playing the game with me this week, so Steve try this one Which of the following is Genuine Impact slogan? Uh, is it genuine impact making your investing life easier or is it genuine impact your one stop shop for investment info Oh, I don't
2: know that I either know that. I'd say it's
1: the first one you'd be wrong Steve um, it's actually neither okay. of them uh, it's actually go beyond your potential but mine are better and here's why <laughs> Uh, genuine Impact, first of all, really does make your investing life easier. It gives you loads of information in one place that you can compare easily. And it really is a one-stop shop for all kinds of things like revenue breakdowns in the portfolio inspector and information about the kind of current market situation. But anyway, more about going beyond your potential then. Uh, stocks have been all over the place a bit lately. Meta's been down and Disney's been up, and Amazon's been up and Netflix has been down. And the reason pretty straightforward. It's earnings, so if you don't like waking up to find that one of your stocks is down 10% and you don't know why, give Genuine Impact a go. It's got a nice important list of dates for all of your stocks so it can tell you when you're about to report earnings. Personally, I don't have much use for this feature because I exclusively own stocks that trade sideways at all times. But if you're not like me, uh, then you should check out Genuine Impact. So Genuine Impact, go beyond your potential, apparently. Link is in the description
0: hey yes uh, that's our genuine impact ad uh, thank you very much in fact genuine impact have been very uh, it, much in contact with me recently and uh, on the discord they're planning on doing some discord discounts uh, on the discord so uh, hopefully that's coming pretty soon um I just need to talk to them a little bit more about that. So uh first up we've got uh, a game from Steve D so love to hear what's going on because you big this up so let's hear it.
2: Well, actually, I sort of like regretting the game um, just, just momentarily as you said it because I realise that games are always fun when people um, can guess um, you know, or at least know something about the company uh, at hand. And I would guess that you probably don't know an awful lot about uh. any of these companies or at least the vast majority of them. Um, so the game's called Hidden Giants. It's companies hiding all over the world that you might not have heard of. Um, you're going to give me numbers between 1 and 20. Um, you give me 2. I'll give you the two companies. All you have to do is tell me who's the biggest Um, points. If you can tell me what these companies do, that would be interesting. Hmm. Um, So I've got Paul going first. So Paul, two numbers. Okay. I'll scribble them off on my card so I remember. So one is Becton Dickinson. And 20 is Reliance Industries. So just a little note. Um... I have converted all of these back to dollars uh, as best as I could and these are all true as of sort of uh, Tuesday night I believe so I've made no adjustment for that I period I barely almost.
0: think I've heard of Reliance but uh, no I've got no idea on this one I've got absolutely no idea so uh, I'm simp see Becton sounds a lot more oldie worldy and it sounds like it's got more gravitas and then Reliance sounds like it's a uh, Wait, is that like a, a washing machine company or something is that like a a, a white goods company
1: it, it's no. uh it's not steve could you help him could you tell him what these two do almost certainly not but uh reliance industries i have this idea is in the industrial space somehow beckton dickinson i think is some kind of healthcare devices thing uh
2: nice yeah work. that's nice that's work. right yep
0: um
1: i don't actually know what industrial stuff reliance does yeah. mind you Is that because they've got industries
2: in the near? (laughs) uh,
1: Is that? um, Yeah, it might be that, actually, to be fair. (laughs) Uh, No, I had this idea that I looked at it and didn't know enough about it. Uh, Okay. uh, With that in mind, uh, we'll go
0: back to them. who have
2: you got? Okay, so Becton Dickinson is a seventy-seven billion dollar company, yeah, I mean. so it's a fairly big company. Sure. Reliance Industries is okay. about three times that size. It's actually uh, India's yeah, okay. biggest company. Wow. It's a bit of a monster. Yeah.
0: Reliance Industries.
2: So, Paul, you are.
0: I'm going to have, gonna have <coughs> to call money. I, I bet money should know a lot about it. <laughs>
1: uh, I would like number lucky number seven and lucky number fifteen, please okay so lucky number
2: seven is edwards life sciences okay and 15 is
1: commonwealth bank okay so (laughs) would you like to know what they do please (laughs) um commonwealth bank provides financial services to um corporations let's say i'm not sure about that but uh edwards life sciences I'm going to go with it's a uh, pharmaceutical company. I, I
0: think uh, Edward's Life Sciences provides life sciences to Edward. That's what I'm going to guess there.
1: <laughs> Exclusively not <laughs> <Yeah. obvious>, Prince <laughs> Edward. But, no Eds. But all Eds. No Eds. Um, but, <laughs> it doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's also smaller than Commonwealth Bank, in my view. Uh, let's go with that.
2: Okay. You are... Correct. Um, Edward's Life Science is actually a $70 billion um, company. <coughs> uh, Commonwealth Bank is uh, Australia's biggest bank, um, so that's a $114 billion company. Oh, lovely. Uh, number 16 we'll
0: and number 9, please.
2: Number 16. I, I dread number 16 because it's the one I don't really know how to pronounce. <laughs> so I apologize if I butcher this, but it's uh, Kwishi Mutai.
0: Oh, I had that. And, I had that the other. Uh, I had that did the you other say non-. nine? It was quite tasty.
2: And nine is mm. process.
0: Process. Uh, okay, so we know what process does. It's just a uh, um, just an investment firm. Uh, I think most people should know what that is, right? I am right. I am right on that one, right? Or or, yeah. Essentially, yeah. Uh,
2: essentially, uh, uh, a holding right? sort of, yeah, a VC, a VC, a VC yeah. company yeah. of sorts. Uh, isn't it?
0: But I don't know what the other one... But Process is massive, isn't it? As far as I can remember. So let's just go for the obvious one and go with Process on this one.
2: Okay, you oh. would be... Oh, yeah. Incorrect. Process is a $261 billion company. Steve, do you know what the other company does?
1: No, I've no idea what the other company is.
2: I'll tell you they're China's biggest beer okay. producer. Oh. Uh, they're a giant. Uh, they're a giant throughout, throughout pretty much all of Asia. They're actually a three hundred and seventy wow, billion dollar company. It shows they how closed really off I,
0: th- I think we are. Mm. We all just look at America, don't we? We always look at the US. And I think it shows how closed mm. off we are a little bit.
1: We're all safe, Scared of investing in China. Three and four, please, Steve.
2: Three and four. It's two companies that you probably will know. Um, it's uh, number three is Accenture. And mm-hmm. four
1: is Danaher. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, Danaher is medical devices. Am I right about that? I keep muddling this up with something mm-hmm. else, but I think it's that right. Um, That's right. Really- Accenture is, I kind of associate them as professional kind of IT consulting services type thing. Domiciled in Ireland, I assume somebody. almost entirely for tax purposes. Um, mm-hmm. Nice work. Okay. I think, oh, I think they're... I think they're not wildly different sized uh but they're not no <laughs> that doesn't help um let's try accenture's bigger you are
0: nice I'm, I'm doing very badly at this game because i would have gone the opposite
2: <laughs> um so accenture 220 and Danaher, two wow. ahead Some big companies out there in the world ain't mm. there uh, got, no
0: idea two and four mm. All right. I'll give you oh, 5 for the next Uh
2: 2 is uh Thermo Fisher
0: and 5 is Lind. L-I-N-D-D. Oh, that was harsh because I made the mm-hmm. mistake with Thermo Fisher a couple of weeks ago by saying it was small and unprofitable, I and mean, it's absolutely when <laughs> I mean, it's actually ridiculously massive. Um and I got got confused on that. One. And very
2: but profitable. Lind
0: Lind is going to be massive as well, isn't it? And um, uh, I'm not in- um, Do you want to see what they so, do Paul? Uh, Thermo Fisher is the uh, uh, Pharmaceutical, genetics, medical Company, all all rolled into one And um, uh, Lind is It's industrials isn't it?
2: Air chemicals yeah. I think Lindage yeah, air chemicals gas uh, pipelines mm, yeah. that kind of thing uh, global global
0: um, oh, it's so tough but I think I'm gonna go just because I let myself down with thermo Fisher the other week I'm gonna go with thermo Fisher
1: <laughs> would you would you agree Steve uh yes I would yeah
2: yeah You'd have both been correct. Fermo Fisher is, is a much bigger company. 238 billion, and Lind is actually only, a, I say only, but it's 158 billion. You
0: picked some big companies.
2: Yeah. Mm. Steve? 11 and 13, please, Steve. Okay, 11 and 13. So 11 is, uh, well, friend of the podcast, SLR Luxottica. Oh. And 13
1: is BHP Group. Oh, okay. Um,. Mm. Oh, that's tricky. So BHP, I associate as being one of the biggest miners kind of anywhere. Uh, oh, sorry. BHP is a mining company exposed to iron ore and copper and coal and stuff like that. Um, and uh, slol makes all the sunglasses in the world. Mm. Um, so, and glasses. Uh, and a lot of glasses too. Uh, okay. Uh, so yeah. BHP, I sort of figured out last week when I was doing the market cap thingy that is one of the bigger miners around. And I think one of the other takeaways we took from last week is that miners, by comparison to other things, don't have that big of market caps in general because I struggled to get enough in a list to make it in any way plausible. Um, so, <sighs> I all the mines that there are or all the sunglasses that there are. Which one's <laughs> bigger? Um, <laughs> uh, there's also the conversion thingy to try. Let's try BHP. You are
0: oh, very
2: good. Correct. BHP is about double the size at uh, 167 very, very billion.
0: Good. And also, I like that when you mentioned BHP, I was like, oh, we, uh, all the way around from the all, all the way around the world. Uh, we're just picking uh, a company that's on the FTSE 100, but it isn't actually on the FTSE 100 anymore, mm-hmm. is it? It's moved to Australia. Oh. It's officially an Australian company now. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, right. that one got me. Um, Ah, oh, I forgot numbers. Um, have we done lucky number seven? I feel like you would have done lucky number seven, haven't we? Yeah.
1: We have done it. Yeah, you uh, can we'll have, have six.
0: Six and eleven, then.
1: You can have eight too. We have can have six Doing
0: and twelve. Well. <laughs> I'm so shit at
2: this. Uh, so six is, and I actually don't know the pronunciation of this one either. But uh, Zoetis or Zotis. Uh, mm-hmm. reason, and I twelve is Kience. Uh, K-E-Y-E-N-C-E No idea what either of hmm. those companies is. Uh, I have to admit, I haven't got a clue Steve, do you know? Zoetis is something medical uh, It's um, veterinary uh, medicine uh, and veterinary tools yeah.
1: um, and Keyence, I cannot remember
2: Keyence is industrial measuring and laser tooling, that kind of industrially kind of
0: tool making stuff. or actual measuring I like... think Okay.
2: Both, uh, they do. Um, sort of laser measuring devices, industri- <clears throat> any anything that needs a sort of um, to be sort of industrial cool. precise.
0: Cool. Um, okay, so uh, I don't think the industrial measuring thing is going to be that big. what was the other one? Oh, it was a health, the health devices company.
1: The veterinary things oh, yeah vet, the veterinary, it, thing. veterinary science veterinary yeah part farmer. of the
0: uh, part of steve d's um, bark innovation etf i i assume it would definitely make it that's right there. yeah um <laughs> um let's uh go with dogs can't be that um that that big of a market cap i'm, I'm just saying dogs. i know it's animals um <laughs> we'll, we'll go with the Dogs yeah, or lasers, Dogs, dogs or lasers. <laughs> dogs or lasers. I've never had such a tough choice. Um, lasers. We're going to go with lasers.
2: <laughs> you are? Yeah. That's correct. Um, so Kian's is uh, just under 130 billion uh, and
1: uh, dogs is 95 <laughs> billion. So well done, Paul. Lovely. Steve? Ridiculous. Dogs can't have that big of a market cap. Aviva's huge. Uh, eight and 19, please, Steve. <laughs> So 8 and 19. So
2: 8 is Charter Communications. Mm-hmm. And 19 is Novo Nordisk.
1: Okay, Novo Nordisk. What do they do, Steve? Novo Nordisk is another pharma thing, I think. It's based in Denmark, is that right?
0: Just
2: they, diabetes. Yeah, they're a, a rather large insulin yeah. uh, maker.
1: Is Charter Communications something to do with advertising? I think it's a Berkshire holding, uh, ab- but I've never actually really looked very closely at it.
2: I think Charter Communications, I I don't actually know this, but I think there's something to do with um, broadband and broadband connections in America. I think they're uh, one of the the largest sort of communications companies.
1: That might make sense. Um, Okay. Uh, Hmm. In that case, while I think about this, I'll just point out for the people who have been uh, watching and looking at your nice new background. Um, I'm actually colour blind, so I thought you were just bragging about your portfolio by painting a green wall behind yourself. <laughs> um, but <laughs> oh, new uh, every I'm going to go with the idea that mm, that Novo Nordisk is um, the bigger of the two.
0: Hmm.
2: Nice. So you are correct. Uh, Novo Nordisk is actually 230 billion dollars at the moment. Old. Uh, Charter Communications is uh, is a mere 105 billion, so a big
1: company, but uh, I have not, deliberately not left Paul a bunch of numbers that he can't possibly remember.
0: No, I'm going to go with eight and...
2: I can give you ten.
0: Ten. Eight and <laughs> ten.
2: <laughs> yeah. And no. I can't give you eight. Oh, right. Uh, give me 18.
0: Ten, ten and 18 then. You, you pick them you might okay. as well pick them at this time, at this point <laughs>
2: so 10 is um Karen and 18 is cattle see okay so
0: I know everyone knows cattle um uh, it's the Chinese battery maker and well known for uh, feeding Tesla at the moment uh, is, it, is it Tesla's biggest battery uh, maker or not is that or is that Panasonic
2: I think they're pretty much i think they're pretty much all of the ev's biggest oh, battery suppliers okay. at the moment but i think panasonic lg are coming yeah.
0: online Pan- panasonic definitely have a big deal with tesla to make the new uh, batteries don't they but uh cattle is famously the big one and um i should know what caring does i feel like i sh- i feel like i know <clears throat> what it is go on help me
1: you do know what they are uh it's alexander mcqueen and stuff yeah big Big Paris fashion. Brand. Oh right, okay, hmm. okay, yeah.
2: They're a conglomerate. So I don't think carrying yeah. is actually a brand, is it? But I think they own. No, a yeah, lot I think of they own Versace.
0: Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I, I thought I knew. Yeah, I thought I knew it was clothing. Um, so uh, yeah, these are really tough, though, aren't they? Because these these clothing companies do pull it out of the bag a bit further, and and I feel like ah, uh, but then again. CATL has definitely had a boost from being in the EV market it's almost a a Tesla follower isn't it oh there's a lot of logic to go in there Um, okay we'll go with CATL just because of the the newness of it then again it's probably fallen 40% recently hasn't it
2: you are correct um ctl's massive it's a 220 billion dollar um chinese company and uh carrying uh, has had a big fall uh, a sort of not a big fall a little fall recently and it's actually only 93 billion at the moment so yeah. steve this is for all five i don't it know whether you realize uh,
1: i do realize this uh, I got a one in two um, shots to get all five. Imagine flipping five coins and calling them correctly every time. Hmm. Um, <laughs> 17 and 14, please, Steve. <laughs> 17 and 14.
2: So, uh, 14 is Atlassian. Uh huh. And 17 is
1: ICBC.
2: And I shan't help you.
1: Okay. Um, so Atlassian uh, makes stuff like Trello and some other workplace techie thing um, mm-hmm. ICBC um, uh, makes something else so I'm'm mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm intrigued as to what Atlassian is doing in this game because I didn't think it was as big as all that um, I sort of mm. I get a bit lost in this general space of uh, kind of... Um, workplace software things between that and monday.com and uh, all the rest of them some of the more niche ones as well Mm, let's go I'll
2: just tell you there are no red herrings in here Uh, I've not designed that game to be this way
1: yeah Uh, ICBC I'm annoyed because I think I've heard of it but I can't tell you what I think it is I'm going to try it's bigger than Atlassian you are well I'll tell
2: you before I click the button (laughs) <laughs> ICBC stands for the Industrial and Commercial Bank of China.
1: Oh, mm, you are oh.
2: correct, of course. Um, ICBC uh, is huge; it's a two hundred and fifty-three billion dollar bank. And uh, Atlassian is a big software company. Uh, it's bigger than a lot of people think. It is actually a eighty-five-ish billion. It's probably gone down a little bit today in the fall, but it's a it's a big old a big old boy. So well done, Steve. Five out of five. Thank you. Um, that was that was hidden Giants.
1: That's a, yeah. That's a you fun
2: game.
0: That. It's just a shame I don't know many of them. I'm I'm very impressed at your knowledge of uh, of those uh, secret uh, big companies. But then they are large companies, aren't they? So really should know. Uh, what, what? Which companies? You know, well, yeah. Do
2: you know how I made it, Paul? I googled biggest companies by market cap and scrolled down until those companies I'd not heard <laughs> much good. about. That's
0: good. <laughs> like, and, and so much effort goes into these podcasts. It's, it's, it's just, it's just phenomenal. How did you do it? And there you go. There's a, there's an insight into the background of, uh, of uh, Steve D's game, game creation. Okay, so uh, this week we've got a lot of, uh, a lot of. Uh, earnings that the guys want to go through i apologize i haven't done even nearly half of the no work that i do usually for this podcast so these guys are carrying this uh heavily for me this weekend and uh yeah i'm, I'm running out i'm yawning in the moment because uh i think i've been up about 20 hours now and it's uh two hours ahead here so uh um oops uh no, we'll carry on um <laughs> no, don't worry you can leave, we can leave that in it's okay that's a nice little teaser for everybody for mm. for some of my future videos um uh so uh yeah let's, let's
2: it's a new time zone in this let, cupboard.
0: let's yeah different time zone in the, in the dark cupboard that i'm in today um let's look is in is in, in Narnia. <laughs>
2: um,
0: all right, let's talk about uh, some of your earnings. Which, which what do you want to go through? Which company do you want to go through first? Uh,
2: let's do Pinterest first. I think Pinterest was quite an interesting company for me. Um, so I think if we just sort of hark back to uh, probably sort of five or ten podcasts ago, we said that Pinterest. The story on Pinterest is really all about them, uh, Channing Apu basically bringing Apu to a new level and making sure that the members and the the active members don't fall. I'm sorry,
0: um, I'm sorry to stop you there. (laughs) I'm churning We have to to address the Steve W. Snigger there and uh, uh, the childish... The the uh, man with the PhD, uh, professor of philosophy, <laughs> there sniggering at a poop joke. Uh, I'm sorry, but that that has to, to be, be clear, uh, highlighted.
1: That Chinese quiche company. I wanted to say is a company that looks the same on the way out as it did on the way in, but I didn't <laughs> say that because I have matured as a human. But like, by all means, carry on.
2: He's going to be a dad. Carry on with Pinterest, well. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so we should we we've got to stop childish giggling. We upset some people. <laughs> but um, big story anyway was the monthly active users has fallen again. Um, a lot of people saw that as an initial issue. I've got a, a little graph that in front of me that basically shows you that you can you can blatantly see the period and when um, COVID uh, pulled forward growth for Pinterest and um, and it pulled forward to such a, a ridiculous rate. They almost doubled their users during COVID and now it's just coming back to them roughly the trend line. Um, so the trend does have to stop coming down though otherwise pins um, it, it could be in a spot of trouble but even at the period right now they've got about 130 million monthly active users more than pre-pandemic numbers so that's about 30 percent more so it's uh, it, it is quite impressive so um, the bright news coming out of it that was pins are actually successfully um, increasing the revenue per user. Um, so that's reached 1. Point, um $1.93 globally it was 141 the quarter before it's not a great comparison um neither was uh, 157 was the same queue last year um not a bad comparison but they've started to tend to screw on that APU has grew <laughs> APU has grew at 25% us 62% internationally q on q that's 43% and 80% on a year on year basis um so the guidance looked pretty strong um, management noted that the maus had jumped since the period had caused and they'd added another 5 million active users taking them back up to just under 437 million users so doing pretty well Uh, overall the business revenue had grown 50 uh, 52 percent year on year they swung to a 316 million dollar profit from 128 million loss last year Uh, i guessed to steve uh, two days before i said um, I think they'll end up with around 675 to 750 million of free cash flow, and they churned out 743.8 million of free cash flow last year. So that's pretty decent. Uh, so I think that's a price to free cash flow of about 21 and a half. Is that in either of your wheelhouses?
0: It's um, the question is uh, we're going to have to talk about Facebook, aren't we? Really, um, the question is is whether it's lumped in the same vain as as Facebook because it strikes me as a similar business model, it's an advertisement revenue on a social media platform that uses your data to uh, basically make a lot of its revenue and with Apple coming in, and that was the sto- the talking point about uh, of Facebook, uh, whether it could make the big pivot to meta, uh, the metaverse and all that. Uh, a lot of people don't believe it can, but it also possibly will lose a lot of revenue Based on this, on the Apple ban and the privacy ban, obviously you pro- you guys probably have an answer to that. But what what are you thinking about that side of it? Uh,
1: in my case, on the Facebook thing, um, there was a drop off in numbers, but um, Apu pushed up on that, and there was an increase in daily active users across the family of apps. the The drop in numbers was on Facebook's kind of flagship platform. Um, so I, from the moment I don't see that worry too much. I saw guidance be weaker from Facebook, but that didn't worry me too much at $220 a share. It would worry me at 330 or so. On the mm. Pinterest thing, um, that Steve was talking about. Those numbers are kind of in my wheelhouse. I'm interested in their kind of declining users. I mean, the kind of Facebook thing tells me. If you can start monetizing those properly, I'm not that worried about your user base coming down. I'm worried about your user base coming down if it means that you can't generate as much money anymore. Uh, But if you can drive your ARPU up enough to kind of compensate for it, I think that's kind of okay, uh, sort of growth-wise. There's other things about Pinterest that I'm not sure about, but the uh, the, uh, monthly active user number that you mentioned coming down, well, that by itself isn't ideal, but I wouldn't overly worry about users per se.
0: I have the I have a very slight concern, and it's it's a very it's it's probably a very misguided and poorly revised uh, concern that with the slowing numbers of users, and we don't know for sure if this is a long term trend in both Pinterest and and Facebook. We don't know if it's a long term trend yet. We just know that it had a it's had a bad last couple of quarters, right? If I if if I my memory uh if i if i remember this correctly mm-hmm. uh so we sort of have a situation and i wouldn't i worry uh, uh and i i'm very sorry to anybody out there who thinks this is just a crass comparison that i'm comparing this to maybe one of the uh being the tech version of one of the old staples companies uh <coughs> unilever um where you're not growing your customer base but you rely solely simply on pricing power and squeezing every last dime and maybe not delivering the value to the customer that you should be um and I see this with Netflix as well, where maybe Netflix might see itself flown down and eventually it just, I understand pricing power is very important, but there's also delivering value to the customer, which is what they always talk about. They always talk about thinking about the customer first. That's what all these tech companies think about first. and. Whether you, if, you, if you rely solely on squeezing more out of the customer rather than growing the customer base when there's thousands, uh, millions of people that you could give it to. It's just something, I don't know if that's a, if that's a, a bit of a crass and very basic way of looking at it, at a very complex situation here.
2: Both both of these companies are doing the same thing. So they're both trying new things and finding ways to monetize them. So Facebook, where they noted in their earnings call that, um, quite a lot of their daily active users are using reels, and reels Mm -hmm. is something brand new to Facebook. It's something they're trying out, and they've not quite figured out how to monetize that quite as well as their other products. So um, they're looking at they you're going to see a lot of tests coming down reels. You're going to see invasive and non-invasive ways of them trying to get an advert in front of you. And they're going to try and find out what works the best. Now, Pinterest are also doing that at the moment. So they have a, a, a pretty user-friendly algorithm that feeds you adverts based on what you're actively searching for. So remember, Pinterest is somewhere where you go and you look for something in, 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 in particular, where Facebook you tend to go and it's more it's more social things. So Pinterest, during the renovation boom, um, you can see their numbers absolutely shot up. Q4 2020, Christmas twenty. Yeah. 2020 when we were all locked down, probably bored stiff, uh, hating the house and the four walls that we were seeing every day. And people were wanting to do new stuff. And Pinterest was a place to go and get that information. Facebook is a is a little bit different. There they, are companies in two different places, but Pinterest are also bringing on a lot of new products. There's Pinterest TV um, for more video-based uh. advertising and, and more moving imagery and, and GIFs and things like that. So it'll be interesting to see how they uh, monetize that. But as a trend line. Pinterest is bang on trend, and if this five million users uh, turns around to be uh, the start of new growth, um, Pinterest is going to look very, very Yeah, very
0: I like it. I like it. I see Pinterest as a similar to a search engine. It's not quite a search engine, obviously, but I see it as uh, 25 to 35 year old females in America who are looking for ideas and eventually it, you you realise that those ideas are a little bit hard to do and you might as well just buy the product and that's how I see them making, that's how they make their money, you know, from a very basic view. Uh, you look like you're trying to say something, Steve.
1: No, I, I agree with you, I think. I like this comparison to search from Pinterest. I sort of dislike the comparison to Facebook a little bit because... Pinterest doesn't strike me as a kind of platform that you go on and stay on and look at every day. It strikes me more as a kind of platform, I think I've said this before on the show, where you have a project, you want to redo your kitchen or something like that, and you go and find some ideas and look around, and Pinterest is great for that. And I think they're getting more and more kind of suppliers, I think, uploading their products. You can just basically click through and buy like that, which feels to me much more like Mm -hmm. a kind of... Um, search kind of model uh, type of thing than a kind of look at how many times you look at this platform every day for a week or something like that uh, on a kind of ongoing basis.
0: It feels like to me you know the top of the search bar in Google you know when you search for a product where whether it's like I don't know three pin plug uh, you search for that and then the top line of Google is just all the shops that possibly advertise it. It kind of feels like that, mm. but 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 based solely to blonde women in America. That's kind of uh, it's
2: it's smarter than that, though. It actually feeds the adverts into the social feed. Yeah. So you've got to remember Pinterest is an ideas engine, whereas Facebook's a social yeah. engine. So um, what Pinterest does is it, it you you type in what you are after, and it gives you a stream of, of thoughts. And in in there, and see you wouldn't know their adverts. It actually starts to feed in an advert here and there. And some of those adverts now are becoming videos and gifs and memes and even things like you could you could imagine things like Matterport being tied into this and making 3D spaces that you could you could go and have a look around. Um, but yeah, Pinterest Pinterest for me is um, it's a more positive place. You're not going to go there and talk with your friends. You know, there's no Pinterest chat at the bottom. <laughs> this is literally about you plugging in an idea or sharing an idea um, with the rest of the mm. world. I, I
0: I like that idea that it's uh, that it's free from. Free from any of the of the controversy that, say, Facebook is under at, at the moment. I think you've defended that really well. But I've just got this idea in my head now of uh, of uh, some right wing <laughs> right wing uh, uh, doomsday person going on Pinterest and going, uh, ideas to search for how to build or how to make your uh, Anderson shelter into a lovely. Uh, death pattern <laughs> yeah. and uh, it, it brings up loads of different shelters for you that you could uh, shelter just ideas just
2: googling gun rats <laughs> interesting <and> gun <laughs> uh, yeah
0: <laughs> different ways you can make your AR-15 uh, glow and uh, glitter Uh, you know stuff like that i don't know Uh, (laughs) but yeah how to
2: fill in bullet holes in my (laughs) wall? yeah
0: yeah i um i mean i I didn't want to dwell on this too much but i i just had one little thing because the dream of pinterest is about the seamless and not really knowing what's an ad and what isn't because you know that's the way it kind of works there must be a point where the, the government are going to step in and say, "No, you have to tell us when it's an ad." Is there something like that already, or is that something that's coming?
2: I think um, at the moment you shouldn't be too worried about that. Pinterest is a sixteen billion dollar company, and hmm. the uh, the uh, government has bigger fish to fry. Yeah, yeah.
0: definitely, definitely. All right then, uh, well defended. I thought actually that was that was a really uh, good way to look at Pinterest. Uh, any other companies you want to look at at the moment?
1: Should we talk about Disney? um let's do it yeah so Disney reported earnings last night we're recording this on a Thursday uh, and their earnings came in really strong they had revenue of 22 21.82 billion versus 20.9 expected EPS of a dollar and six per share versus 63 cents expected uh so big beats on both sides um, and Disney basically reports in two segments there's their kind of parks and hospitality and cruises and hotels and so on segment. And then there's their kind of uh, media and distribution stuff which covers things like disney plus and releases to theaters and studios and so on and so forth i think um so really strong numbers on both sides for disney uh one of the questions we've had about them for a long time has been how fast is that parks revenue coming back and the answer is really really quickly so even in the last quarter where basically the kind of buzzword for the term was omicron i think uh they managed to put up uh, record revenues in their parks division and uh their subscriber growth on their disney plus thing which we've all been looking at very closely uh they were up about eight eight and a half percent uh, in subscribers so 12 million versus 8 million expected ads um against this is of course the quarter where netflix only managed to put up four percent more uh, anything can happen in one quarter uh but people reacted very strongly to the disney thing it shot up about immediately, 6% on the kind of open. It's come back down a little bit today. Market's now closed at the time we're recording this to being about 3% ahead. But um, generally speaking, positive stuff. Does this make either of you want to buy it or just pleased that you own it? Because we all own this, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it makes me pleased to own it. Um, Most of those figures are new to me. I did know the parks were doing well. And maybe something to come on to about maybe different companies based on that a little bit later. But I was very excited about um, these Disney earnings to be honest, way probably two weeks ago because I've been noticing Bob Sharpeck on the uh, interview trail. I don't know if you guys have, have seen it, but he has been very active over the past couple of weeks mm. and very cocky in those interviews as well. And it, it gave me, it didn't give me enough confidence to go buy it, but I've seen it as a learning point now to notice that when a CEO like that, and, and he's very well liked, I didn't know this, because he looks like uh, a freaking turtle, uh, a very...
2: looks like Kingpin, doesn't he? Yeah, it? he does. He looks <laughs>
0: like he's gonna fuck he looks like he's gonna fuck you up and uh <laughs> um uh, yeah but everybody really likes him all the interviews love interviewers love him uh, he does a lot of guest speaking and things uh, about different uh, things out there they they really do they really do love him but he's been very cocky out there over the past week and i had a good feeling about this one i didn't know it was going to be this good was it like a 48 percent market beat did I read a couple of days ago so
1: something like that? An on EPS. EPS. Yeah, I've got, yeah. I've
2: got the stats for you if you want them. Paul. Go for it. Go for um, it. I, I, I plucked some pretty interesting stuff out the earnings report. So rec- record revenue from the parks, as Steve said, seven point two billion uh, from on the quarter from parks alone, um, which was double last year. Which is a terrible comparison. I have no <laughs> idea why they made it. Yeah. The parks were pretty much closed. Mm. Um, the other thing JPEG said about that was fifty uh, percent of the visitors to the parks paid for fast pass which is um, Disney's way of jumping the queue. But if 50% are doing it, that doesn't sound like it's so good. <laughs> Surely the idea of FastPass is like 5% of people do it. I... It sounds like you're just going into one queue, going into another. Yeah, that's, but, that's um,
0: a... Um... That's a that's a big. I don't know if you've heard that somewhere else or if that's something you've actually just picked up there off the earnings. But that's been a big story recently as well about people being really pissed off with FastPass and they're trying to reinvent mm. it or create something else now yeah. because because it's no longer a proper FastPass. But then there's a there's a discrimination thing in there as well. Um,
2: it's not they're not pricing it high enough. I don't yeah. think if it's about fifteen dollars on the top of a ticket. If fifty yeah. percent uh, of people are buying it, that's. Mm. Too cheap. That's surprising. Uh, but I'll give you yeah, the EPS right. figures as well. Um, EPS, a uh, dollar and six cents versus sixty-three cents expected. So a big beat on the bottom line. And um, Disney Plus uh, was one hundred and thirty million subs versus one hundred and twenty-five and a bit expected. Um, so I've got some information on the subs for you. It's quite interesting because um, it's kind of what we've said all along. Uh, but Disney said that it was all down to a stronger content lineup essentially in the second half of the year, which, as far as they know, is the biggest driver of new subs. Um, the ARPU, average revenue per user that word again it uh, was up five uh was up from sorry 5 dollars80 to 668 okay. um they promised to still spend heavily on content this year and through 2023 and um, they told us to stay tuned for further updates there 23 Oscar nominations uh including three of the five nominations in the best animation category can we, name them? can we name them
0: is it, is, oh. do you know what they are
2: I. Did have a look, but no. I haven't. I haven't kept them. It was the Soul one was one of them, wasn't it? Oh, right, okay. Is it just so Soul?
0: It's, yeah, so it's that far back. Soul was very, very good. Ooh. Soul, was, but I couldn't watch it with the kids because it's a bit boring for the kids. They they didn't quite get the the whole culture thing. I was I was imagining Encanto was one of them because that Encanto very,
2: was one of that, them. Yeah, guess, that was it, yeah. very
0: very popular, very very popular. And, and the third one, no, Free Guy maybe Free Guy was quite a popular one, but, but it's not a Disney type of free guy i really enjoyed free guy i did um all right very interesting very interesting so sorry you got me more i'll
2: just rattle through these last few bits then Uh, so six out of the uh six of their top 10 most watched programs in their universe were homemade so in made in their own studio rather than bought in content (laughs) and they also announced something that made mrs d uh scream with joy hocus pocus 2 is coming soon um, they dropped in a little bit uh, that Spider-Man was an absolutely massive hit and generated over $725 million in revenue at the box office. And Chepek mentioned just he signed off that Disney sees sports and sports mm. betting as a very exciting growth sector that they would like Ooh. to explore. Okay. Yep.
0: Okay. That that seem, that doesn't seem very wholesome, Disney going into sports betting. They own un- Is- Fox. I know I know I understand that I I just they're in part of yeah, Fox it doesn't seem very
1: they're on ESPN which is quite a big uh, sports kind of network right and they I think every SPM mm-hmm. plus and they're they're expanding there I think NHL and NFL uh, kind of line up as well it's interesting they're getting into yeah. sports betting if you're Disney I guess um I'm not quite sure what I make of that either other than I sort of view casinos as licenses to print money somehow because people do things that are sort of mm. mathematically unlikely uh- to win
0: these companies are following the money, aren't they? And you, you know, you mentioned Fox, and but Fox is much bigger than Fox News. Let's remember that. Uh, Fox has like a big lineup, Family Guy, and everything like that. So, like as a, as a channel, I don't think Fox in in the entirety is like a right wingy type thing because you've got things like Family Guy on there, which are largely left-wingy but then you've obviously got fox news which is a bit crazy sometimes uh, you can make your own decision on whether that's whether it's you know whatever um but uh uh i've totally forgotten where i was going okay i'll one. jump in for um, a moment then um yeah, disney yeah, plus
1: on. is still loss making uh, i'm thinking it's losing kind of more and more as it goes along that's kind of not yeah. an issue for the moment because yeah. you know everything else is doing pretty well and uh, there's no particular need for them to flip over. That is one of the things that gives me kind of pause, though, because I'm attempting to work out whether or not this company is a buy at these levels, trying to work out kind of what I think that might make when it's at scale and flipped over to optimise for profit and so on. That's a number I really struggle to get a feel for, because obviously the idea isn't that it just loses money forever um but it's growing well and it has decent revenue per subscriber and so on that's the kind of bit that makes me struggle to buy the stock at these prices because you need to know something about that i think that i haven't managed to work out
0: yes so i i i'm with you on this because um disney plus is extremely cheap i think it's about 50 something quid a year you compare that to netflix which is now 13 something pound a month um and uh, you said the ARPU there was about six dollars, six dollars eighty, uh, compared mm-hmm. to Netflix was eleven or is it thirteen dollars? The ARPU and, um... I think it's
2: 13 nine, It's going up to thirteen ninety nine, isn't it? Netflix. So I yes. do not imagine the ARPU's that high. But... Yeah,
0: it was around. Yeah, it was around thirteen average average revenue per, per user. So, um, the, you know, there's a big gap there, isn't there? And obviously, it, you talk about the growth of Disney Plus how fast would that thing grow if they brought the prices up to competitive levels here and they're definitely doing a growth by acquisition and oh, growth by acquisition a growth by uh, you know getting people on the cheap which is what all companies should mm. be doing really your, your aim is got growth right um same yeah. same
2: story um same story i told you about netflix isn't it they're in the frog boiling mm-hmm. business they get mm-hmm. you in the pan and then they slowly turn up the heat, and that's what Disney are doing at the moment. They're putting us love all in it. the pan, and um, they'll they'll slowly turn up the heat on us.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. I I don't know if you've heard that somewhere else, but if you've just come up with the frog boiling business, I that should be a new thing. I
2: think I said it to Steve last week, didn't I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, it you did you say in, it last
0: yeah. week as well. But th- you've come up, you've got something there. Frog boiling business. That that should be a hook. That should there's a hook there, isn't it? There? Um, <laughs> love it. Uh, yeah, uh, but the, yeah, so it, it it is mixed on Disney, but the market loved it. I've d- I've only just checked it today, and it's got it's up like fourteen percent in a week or something. And I'm going, oh, it might be about ten percent in a week. Mm. And yeah, so the the market loved it. It shows that the, it shows that the outdoors are coming back a little bit. Does that anything off the top of your head? I know you haven't planned this, mm. but anything else you can think of that. If Disney, if Disney, if we were to use Disney as a bellwether of the market here, of, of reopening and doing so well, anything else that would catch your eye um, on that?
1: Yeah, didn't you used to own Carnival Cruises?
0: I didn't. Uh, no, I. Don't, oh. Oh, oh, I might have. Yeah, I might have made a. I might have made a quick sh- swing in the mm. early, early days. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember.
1: I thought one of your very earliest videos. that I remember seeing. I thought you owned both of them for some reason or other. I must be muddling up someone else. I thought you owned both the UK no, version I th- and the US n- one. But
0: no, I think you're right. You know, I did something. Yeah, that was early days where it was kind of sort of playing around with it i think you're right I so you're parks
1: right. revenue covers i think that what... and hospitality and hotels and resorts and stuff and that's where i would be looking not specifically at carnival cruises but whatever i thought the least ruined of these things was if i thought there was momentum coming in that direction steve
2: I was just going to say the exact same thing. I was just going to say Disney is basically telling you that the minute this pandemic's over, stuff's going to bounce back. Um, mm-hmm. There's uh, There was a lot of fear that this would creep back and we would probably not go on holidays or we would sort of saunter out. But it looks like, uh, especially in America, um, the minute the pandemic's up and gone, people are going to get right back to business.
0: Yeah, that's, that's uh, it. Uh, and uh, what I would probably stress is that that this isn't the time, and you and I, bet, I bet you'll see it, I bet you'll see a lot of these YouTube videos coming out soon saying, it's time for Carnival Cruises, even though it's up, up about, it is up about 75% from its all time low in the minute, isn't it? I, I don't know, I haven't checked, yeah. Um, but uh, I reckon you might see some reopening type videos coming out soon, and it's very important that we're not trying to momentum trade this, but it, there may be something that the market has under you know you know, not seen yet. And there may be opportunity out there in a reopening play that hasn't quite quite been there yet. And uh off the top of my head I can't really think of any anything. But I can think of a couple under of under stocks Maybe Boeing, something like that, that has, you know, really taken a hit and now something's gonna come. I was thinking of Raytheon more than anything because of because. It's a uh, airline company, but yeah, Boeing would be more of a popular one that that might come back. And even though you know, there's a lot of ethical problems there, um, yeah, interesting, interesting. Uh, anything that anything specific that you guys can think of off the top of your head there?
2: I'm thinking. Um... Basically, airline companies, probably the ones that have taken on the least debt and the ones oh, that are... no, um, no. Specifically, uh, the ones that have looked after their balance sheet will be a pretty good guess. No, think i things sorry. Like I can't agree. Um, uh, might be oh, quite oh, interesting. Oh, um, sorry.
0: I know where you're going with this now, yeah. Yeah, I know where you're going with this now,
2: yeah. Um, one of the ones I quite like the look of, and I've looked at it a little bit, I, I don't think I'm anywhere near making a, a purchase on it, was uh, Wiz Air. Uh, have you had a good look at Wiz? I
0: I, think um, I almost bought some tickets on Wiz the other day, actually. Um, they're, they're,
2: it's... They, in the midst of the pandemic, they had a pretty decent balance sheet and were trying to buy airlines left, right and centre, which always is a little bit of a show of strength. Uh, they tried to grow themselves. I don't think they were particularly successful, but they still look like a decent little European airline. Uh, but it's got to be what you're into, isn't it? Um, AirCap yeah. for me was always my favourite, but I just worry about their uh, their growth going forward. Looks pretty spotty on almost every analyst um, scorecard you can get, and in this occasion, they know a lot more about this area than me.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, just to just to clear it up, AirCaps the leasing company that buys aircraft and leases it to the airlines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so so it's not quite an airline company, but it, it does derive from the airline company. And, I, and as far as I can tell, it has a lot of debt. I have to disagree with you. There's no way I'm going to look at airlines anytime soon. They're constantly going bust. I've got a feeling Wizz Air is overstretched and overreached a little bit early, and I think it may find itself in a in a debt pile eventually because i did take a quick look at it uh so you might find it in an, in a poor interest rate environment that, that something like Wizz Air that's just overstretching a little bit might have a problem but um airlines in general come on like they just don't care about the shareholder they take on debt they've got really mar- the margins on airlines are just terrible Um, And you've always got that one thing where if something goes wrong on your airline and you end up killing 300 people in a crash, that's it, you lose your customers for a year.
2: The thing about the airlines is that they run really shite balance sheets. That's the problem with them. They all yeah, run in. They all stretch to the absolute max. So they, I'm saying they don't care about shareholders. I think the problem is they care too much about what the shareholders think about them. Um, they hmm. end up paying dividends that are, you know, all of their free cash, or they end up buy, buying back stock when they're, when they're at valuations that they don't quite deserve. Um, but at the moment, there is an opportunity to find a good airline and stick with it. There must be a good airline out there. They can't all be shite. Um... they can
0: they can the whole industry can be shy and i think i think i think you've stepped on a good point there about dividends and buybacks when companies aren't doing very well and they're quite terrible businesses as an industry and their only attraction to shareholders is just the dividend you you you're picking bad companies. You're picking possible dividend traps. There aren't you? So I think uh, I think you're right there. I know you what you're gonna say. Fucking AT and T. Well, like, uh, um, you you're going into yeah you're going into a, an industry that's just gonna be a minefield of either dividend traps or balance sheet traps. And and uh, I I think I I don't know. I wouldn't touch it. I don't think there is a good one. I really don't think there is a good one. Sorry. (laughs) Um, I'll report back.
2: If I can find one, I will have a look.
0: Yeah, you can throw that in my face, definitely.
2: (laughs) Next stop for Paul: two airlines. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah you're gonna see me. i'm gonna buy EasyJet tomorrow <laughs> i'm just trying to push the price down um, okay that. so yeah um right uh, next up uh you have got some smaller companies that you want to talk about which i think are we going to go through quite quickly on some smaller companies
1: yeah do you want to shoot through yours first even Sure. So the only one that i really kept an eye on this week was compass minerals which is the salt mining potassium producing uh fertilizer company which has a big old pile of lithium that it's trying to get out of its uh, salt brines. Uh, They reported some pretty horrible earnings from what I can tell. They missed on their top line. They missed on their bottom line. Their revenues were down. Um, Their stock is now down as well. These things are kind of cyclical. They're weather dependent a little bit. I think there might be a kind of opportunity to get into this company here uh, in a move that is the kind of thing that people who like to talk about this thing more than I do would call good market timing. I actually sold it before its earnings. Oh, well, uh, that's where the money for Facebook came from um so i probably think it's a decent buy at these prices for what it's worth but uh not a good earnings call from compass minerals but i didn't see anything in there that would cause me long-term dismay for them rather than announcing yeah we've not had a very good quarter oh well on to the next thing all yours steve
2: Uh, so, I've got three that I uh, I spotted with a bit of news. Uh, what, one of them is more news, two of them uh, are earnings, but um, Doximity. Um, Doximity is basically uh, social media for healthcare folk. Um, it be on the top and bottom line. Uh, it guided for $340 million in full year revenue, which was a bit bigger than I thought it was. Uh, it reckons it's going to do about $145 million of EBITDA. Uh, it acquired Amion, uh, a physician scheduling business. So they're actually getting into this sort of like uh, telehealth physician calling business. So this, this has got obvious synergies. Um, Net income margin, uh, 57%, which is nuts. It's it's pretty high, that. Uh, Very impressive. Um, Net revenue retention, 171%. That's pretty high as well. I think it's one to watch. Valuation-wise, we're talking uh, 30 times sales. So it's not something I'd be in a a rush to make a big position of. But it is in my small cap pie. The other company that I spotted um, having pretty good earnings was Datadog. Uh, they do sort of cloud monitoring. They're, they're a tech company with a terrible name. Um, quarter, um, quarter and quarter revenue was uh, up to 362 million, which is up 84%. Uh, it takes them to over 1 billion um, trailing 12 months. Non Gap op margin of for 22%. Um, gap profitable now, which is quite impressive uh, for a company of that kind of age. Uh, 32.7% free cash flow margin guided for 70.8% growth next quarter over quarter, and 130% net revenue retention. Uh, in, uh, right. When I wrote this, uh, I wrote that it looks like it will be a 50 billion company uh, in the morning. Uh, it actually closed at 55 billion, so it went ran up quite a lot today. Um, bigger than I thought. Right. It's trading at a hell of a lot times sales, 50 odd times sales, forward sales. I'm not in the market for this company, but uh, an impressive company nonetheless. And the last one was Marketa. Uh, okay. They do sort of card and payments platform solutions provider. They're an incredibly fast-growing company. Uh, they just snuck a little note out um, saying that they're going to up their guidance following strong processing volumes, which we saw in Adyen's latest earnings. Uh, they've upped the guidance for both revenue and EBITDA, and they've hired Visa Veteran. Uh, he was the Senior VP of um, Investor Relations and Corporate Finance. Mike Miletic is their new CFO. They were up 25% in pre-market, but it did cool down uh, to about about six or seven percent uh but yeah looking like a very interesting company another one that's in the small cap pie
0: Mm, very nice very nice um i've not really got much to say about say to you about that. DataDog is the one probably the more famous one and but doximity that sounds like a very interesting company it's one i I haven't looked into unfortunately and you have spoken about it thousands of times um and putting it to me as a as a uh, a social media for healthcare workers uh, i'm intrigued now is it like a linkedin version of uh, social media or is it more like a uh, a shit posting facebook meme because because we've got a lot of dark meme facebook pages in the healthcare industry and i'm a member of all of them
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's actually uh, it's, a, it's more <laughs> a um, a way for them to connect professionally with each other and share information so um that's the okay. general idea. I think the issue I've always had with it is, is they've pretty much got the market saturated. So I think this—the mm-hmm. the last time I looked, they had about ninety percent of of Physicians already on the platform, so you wonder where the growth comes from. But I suppose the growth comes from yeah. in the same thing we talked about pins, is them starting to turn the mm. screw on these doctors and offer them more services. So one of the things yeah. they can do um, in Doximity is you can actually um, you can call through their service for free, and it will actually um, anonymize the call as well. So they you can use your phone through Doximity or, or your mobile. You know, when you're out and about, you can call it through Doximity. It'll anonymize the call, so they don't know your mobile number and can't call you back. And you can you can schedule your your, your you know your health call um, in that way. So um, yeah, it's an interesting company. It's it's trading at about it's it's about 11 billion market cap at the moment. Um, so it's it's not cheap by any stretch of the imagination, but it's yeah. uh, growing fast and it's got a crazy good margins. So it'll be interesting yeah, to see great. what goes.
0: I kind of want to. I want to learn more. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much for listening today, guys. Um, uh, any questions that you want to ask us about any of the stocks or anything about investing in general or uh, any of the uh, crazy stuff that I've spouted today that I have already forgotten about. Um, <laughs> who knows what i who who knows what i've already said but thank you very much um if you're watching this on spotify on the new video feature it's basically us and joe rogan now that are doing the video so uh yeah i I wouldn't watch joe rogan because um, uh he's leaving spotify apparently he's leaving it for rumble isn't he he's got a hundred (laughs) billion dollar offer from rumble um uh so yeah it'll be just us second best podcast on spotify obviously you can listen to it on google uh, podcasts apple podcasts and all of the rest and uh thank you very much guys for listening and we'll see you next week